0: Jesus said, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life-changing testimonies from our Paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu. Kia ora
1: na. I'm really excited for my next guest, Whai Tāroro, um, and... You are going to hear the sounds of Inabe village today, but don't be distracted. I'm really excited for the powerful testimony that Fai is going to be sharing with us today. So Fai, thank you for saying yes to the invitation to come and share your testimony awesome. with us. We'll start with where you're from, um Fai.
0: Yeah, so I um so my mother is from the northern part of the Cook Island, she's Money Penra. My dad is a Mauke, uh, he's, he's Moke Rarotonga and I've um, lived, um, I was actually born in New Zealand mm. and I just sort of traveled back and forth.
1: And now you're here?
0: That's right, yeah. I'm here now, living in Rarotonga.
1: Nice, and your family here that you have?
0: Yes, so I married uh, Mama and we have seven children. Nice. And five of them are here. And two of them are in New Zealand, so yeah, very blessed. Awesome.
1: And so, in your upbringing, was faith a part of that?
0: It was absolutely was. So with, so my mum, she she attended the CICC Church. So in saying that. I was raised in the CICC church, mm. likewise my dad is also CICC, he was a deacon, my mum is a deacon woman, so her husband, my stepfather now, Albert Hosking, so I'm really grateful for him, mm. he is a deacon in the church as well, so I've had that upbringing, my grandfather he was a, an elder, he was strong in the church, treasure, all those things, so wow. uh, he kind of passed that on to his children and that and it's the reason I was raised in that CICC church mm. um, but yeah so in New Zealand I it wasn't till it, in New Zealand I kind of transitioned to a Pentecostal church mm. I, when I was starting in college I went to the Auckland City Elam church and that was at the Auckland Girls Grammar. I can't remember the year but that's when I, I found um, my life in the Lord Jesus Christ and accepted into my life, so it was, yeah, it was pretty, I was still going to college, so pretty, still pretty young at the time, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was really good. Another thing also, I just wanted to, to thank my auntie as well, so my auntie Anna was the one that looked after me in New Zealand, and my mum was, that she was there in New Zealand at the time, but she had moved to Rangatonga. So I, when I moved to New Zealand, I was staying with my auntie Anna. So she was a feeding mother to me. She is the sister of my mother. Oh. And so she looked after me, really grateful for what she's done for me. And and it, so for her religious wise, you know, we didn't always go to church. So it wasn't like a every Sunday thing, but she did take us to church. So we, we went to the PIC mm. on, uh, just off Karangahapi, K Road. And uh, so she was going, yeah, we were going to that church. And we have our odd prayers and that at home, reading the Māori Bible. Mm. So yeah, she still held on to that religion, you know, that, that belief as well. Um, so it was just, I kind of, yeah, I was, I also have a, um, another family member in the, at home as well, staying at home. So he took me to, he was the one that took me to, the Auckland Silicon Church and that's how I got involved with the Pentecostal Church. And uh, so he'd been one of the, supposedly, uncles. He, um, you know, so he was the one that kind of took me through and brought me through and supported me through Mm. even if the family wasn't, uh, yeah, Mm. wasn't in agreement with it, but I stuck with it.
1: Right. Did you face challenges growing up as a teenager?
0: Growing up as a teenager, I think for me it's probably just not having my actual parents around. For me, I love them dearly, love them greatly. Uh, yeah, so it's just not having my mum and or my dad and my dad around.
1: Because they were in the islands.
0: They were in the islands. So I was raised in New Zealand. We, I did schooling in New Zealand, college, right up to yeah, pretty much most of my schooling in New Zealand but I did one year here at Tereona College. So.
1: You're a policeman here on the island. What made you decide to take that career path?
0: Yeah, so I, to be honest, it wasn't like a, a vision. I didn't have a vision or anything or goal to be a policeman. So I think, to be honest, it was just, I needed a job at the time. I mm. uh, needed a job because of my young family. So mama uh, was carrying Caleb at the time. And she was um, medically transferred from Manihiki to here to have, have Joshua here. Mm. So when I came here as well, so we, we just needed money to get us through, to pay, buy us things and that. So, so, we, so I joined the police force and that's, yeah, that was in 2003, 2004 I graduated and then I, and then not long after I graduated I was sent to Manihiki to police Mm. and as well as policing there I was also pearl farming as a, yeah on the side as a business yeah
1: So you have a pearl farm today still?
0: I don't have a pearl farm today so we moved out of Manihiki in 2009 and we pretty much left the pearl farm then so yeah. Mm.
1: yeah How would you say your intimacy um, and your faith with the Lord really um, consolidated and become more richer and more authentic for you?
0: I would say um, starting, I'm not saying, I'm not putting like promoting the church or something, but I started at Celebration Church and I met Natasha and Jonathan, I actually met them at work so Natasha came and Jonathan came. Natasha. I did Natasha's testing for her motorbike license.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: So that's where I first met Jonathan. And I was talking to him while Natasha was going through the, the cones, the testing and the cones and that. And it just happens that Jonathan, uh, I, I started talking to Jonathan about what they were here, why they were here. Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh, he's pastoring the celebration church. And then I said to him, Oh, it's funny because Gus had invited me to. Celebration as well, and I told him who my name was. It's like he really knew who I was. I think maybe uh, he said that Gus already told him about me. So he invited me to church. I hadn't been until yeah, got the invitation from Jonathan Mm. as well. Besides, uh, Gus had invited me before that, and so that's when I started in celebration. And just starting in celebration, you know, these like little, um, you know, prayers, strong, uh, you know, the the messages and all that. You know, all those. Components and that just it just encourages and it really pushes me through. Prayer life is awesome there, and yes, and I think because of that, um, I grew into a stronger, mature Christian, and I knew and I got you know, there was better directions in my life because of it. So, and it was when I joined celebration that's when the intimacy with the Lord was greater for me.
1: Mm, mm, and so, in. You know, you spoke about how things change for you. Did it help also in your policing and in, in work? I mean, it would help in all areas of your life, but
0: I think for joining the police, it did de- definitely did. Especially um, seeing God in the work, in my work promotions, okay? so especially that area. So when when I had when I decided. And and Mama, and we decided to move out of Manihiki. I was still in the police force, so I had got basically got transferred here to Manihiki. I uh, sorry, to Rarotonga mm. for policing. Uh, actually, we when we left Manihiki. We actually went to New Zealand. We stayed there. I stayed there a couple of months. I stayed there a couple of months in New Zealand. Was your
1: police role?
0: No. So I actually took a leave without pay from the police, and I tried, I went to New Zealand to because the family was there. I took Bernard there for college. Oh at yes. grandma, I took him to uh, school there, college, and mama was there, living there, she was working there as well. And um, our other children were there, so Caleb, oh, they were there. And so I I was doing some security work, part-time security work at the casino. I have a, a feeling brother there, my Jana's son, and he got me the job there for, I think it was about six months, but I, I always had that draw to come back to Manipi. Mm. Ah, sorry, I, always, I was always like, you know, like there was like a draw for me to come back to Rarotonga. I believe it was God drawing me back.
2: Mm. I
0: believe it was definitely was God drawing me back here to Rarotonga and to me what was, you know, what was in place in years to come, and of course now the evidence is there. Um, but not just that, oh, oh, you know, also having a land, a piece of land here, I think that also encouraged my coming back as well. You know, I had to do something about the land, build something. So I praise the Lord. We built a house, as you know, we we finished. That our. was just recently, wasn't yes, it? Yes, and that was yes. That is recent, as you know, as a result of that land, uh, God calling us back, or you know, bringing us back here. We, then we built a house. So I praise the Lord for that.
1: Fantastic! Have you seen, witnessed, or been part of you know, visions, dreams, or miracles in your faith?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like I said. I think also it kind of ties in with the question before that about uh, my my work. So the promotions. So the promotions for me miracles. Um, promotion for me at the police were almost like a, it was almost like fast tracked, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. So okay, I, I've never. So I'm a prosecutor. I'm actually in charge of the prosecution of the police. I've never had that thought of being a prosecutor. Actually, when I was told I'm going to the prosecution, there was a bit of fear there, there was a bit of like, a, oh, what What do I know about, you know, prosecuting? So, the yeah, so the commissioner transferred me there. You know, unknown to me, it also gave me a promotion quickly to sergeant and the ex-sergeant, I became a senior sergeant, and I became in charge, work, and I was promoted to being in charge of the prosecution. So it's that fast track mm. for promotion because of the finances, um, the finances for my family, the finances for a new home, um, yeah. So all these things just, yeah, just provision. Kinda, yeah, exactly provision, and they all kind of just tied up, and um, you know, it's that it's that type of miracle. These, um, yeah, there are other miracles, you know, like uh, just like instant miracles where, um, you know, we decided, and I said to Mama, she had to pack up and move back. She was carrying me not at the time. So we spoke and she said, yeah, she'll come. You know, there's just miracles like I had no money at the time, so I didn't know how I was going to get her here. I didn't mm-hmm. know how I was going to get, I think it was Caleb, I think with her, she's going to bring back as well, not, one of our other sons. So I didn't know how we are going to get here. So the miracle with that is the. Uh, we prayed, I prayed, we prayed about it. And then, for, just for out of the blue, I went to South that night, They Gus and Gus to me. He didn't know what I was, but he didn't know what was on my mind about Mama, you know, about the, mm. you know, that thought about her bringing her back here. Uh, but he just said, Hey, bro, that's not The flight for the in New Zealand is really uh, the air fares from New Zealand are really cheap, cheap, cheap. And I said, Seriously? And then, so from there on, we, we booked the fares and we got mama back here. Nice, and, yeah, and, and so we had the guy is always here come through, he's been amazing for my family. Mm. For my
1: mm. Fantastic. Has your family been affected at all by Omicron? Have you had to face isolation at all? Um,
0: not so much.
1: Well, how does so, God speak to you in this, this
0: whole yeah, COVID? Okay, so I think it's like most people, uh, they hear it on the news. Uh, they talk about it so much on the news, new, you know, death here, death there, uh, this country, you know, the, the, the COVID, uh, what do you call people that have uh, contracted the disease and that, you know, this country is this much and this much. So that fear is driven into people about, oh, if it came on this country. So, you know, I'll be honest. Um, there was that, you know, that fear as well. If it did come here, you know, like, mm. you know, how many how people, how yeah. would it affect my family? And this, uh, That's right. But it doesn't bother me now. It doesn't bother me one bit. So, yeah. And why doesn't it bother anymore. you now? I suppose because of that, that uh, the trust, the confidence that I have in the Lord, that trust in the Lord, the, the faith that you build up the lord as you know you get closer to him Mm,
1: that's so true and then we've seen that the effects praise the lord have been mild or minimal and what do you attribute that to
0: i think because um, we have the churches that pray it's important for prayer 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 I believe yeah, that's what, that's the main thing. Help you one of the major things. Is we have the church there to pray, we have the people praying about it, mm. and um, and I'm glad I'm part of that. So I believe that's the main main reasons for it. Yeah,
1: mm. real spiritual warfare, isn't it? Amen. Yeah. Uh, and the police force, because you you see, you're dealing with the other side of things and and bringing order yep. to that. Yep. Um, how does God help you in, in those places and spaces?
0: Um, oh, definitely. I think um, having, knowing that you know I have God there to help me through it, mm. it always, I'm always reminded that um, I have to help the people too. I'm not just a policeman to prosecute and just to, you know, like they say, just the key and put them in jail and that sort of, no. You know, we, there, to a certain degree, there are offences that people should be locked up and things like that, or the serious ones and the sexual offences and that sort of thing, yeah. But there's also a line you draw, you know, in terms of accountability and deterrence, whether people, um, uh, yeah, so whether it's the right thing for them whether jail is the right thing for them. I think having that Christian background, I'm put in the position where I think this guy is remorseful. Maybe, you know, should he go to prison or should he not, or that sort of. Thing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of elements to it as well. But being having that Christian thing, um, you know, faith behind you, you're always aware of those things. And I think right now, for me now, it's, it's just about soul winning. Mm. Yeah, it's just about soul winning now, mm. right now it's just about soul winning, so when I go to court or when I'm at work, I'm thinking about, you know, um, witnessing, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about talking to that person about, uh, about God, about, you know, about Jesus, about the Lord, it's just, you know, it's so, the so for me, the police department is a harvest field.
2: Mm. Houses, so
0: it's a harvest field. The so true. harvest field. And I didn't used to think like that. You know, it mm. was before it was just, I'm going to work, get paid, get a job, pay the bills and that sort of thing. And I always ask, so why why in the police? Why am I in the police? And uh it's not about so yeah, it's not about it's not about title. It's not about I'm a police, I'm you know, that um, yeah, it's not about title, it's not about you know, I've got this, I have that in work, mm. I know I'm this at work, I'm that sure. at work. You know, you use those things for God's kingdom. You, know, you use those, I use those things now for God's kingdom. I use all those, you know, all the, all those things that I have been trained for for God's kingdom and mm. um, your know, harvest of souls. Right.
1: And when did that shift for you come? How, How long ago? Has, has your mind and your thinking
0: yeah. changed? Um, okay, so let me talk about analogy. Okay, of uh, okay, scuba diving. Okay, scuba diving. So I I love I love scuba diving. So I was actually trained as a as a instructor. So I was basically diving, but not trained to dive. So I wasn't trained to dive. I wasn't reading the manuals. I wasn't. I didn't do all. I didn't do it properly before I. So scuba tank diving. So is it
1: to get food?
0: Yes, it was. It was fishing. So the first time I put a bottle on was for spear fishing. After that, it was for basically for pearl farming.
2: Oh, um, of course.
0: Yes. So for me, I I started scuba diving before I was even certified. That's what I mean. Um, so it's the wrong way to go about it it's it's totally absolutely wrong because it's not we're not you know we weren't created for the water we weren't created like fish to live in the water Mm -hmm. so we had you have to be trained for it you had to be certified for there's a manual so for me it was totally the opposite i went diving uh, without being certified without being trained and this and that so Mm -hmm. as a result you know mistakes you know there was a lot of mistakes i broke both a lot of the, it's not just about all the, about a lot of the laws of diving as a result of not being certified, not not having, not reading the manual. I the, the comparison that with that is not reading the Word of God. Sure. You know, not reading the manual that God has given us, and just breaking all the laws in the Bible and the principles of that. By uh, the principles laid out for us to abide to, to be obedient to, uh, yeah, and so forth, and then. And the, yeah, so just fast forward that when I did train, when I did get certified, when I did uh, get certified as a, as a diver, I was more aware of those laws. Mm. I knew to I was made. I was more aware of those laws. I was made. I was more. I was obviously obedient to the laws of diving, as a comparison to the Word of God.
1: Because you would have had a respect for it, the safety. Because they're yes. all about safety absolutely. to keep you alive, That's isn't it? That's
0: correct. That's absolutely correct. Oh. And. And yeah. so the
1: change and shift for you happened when?
0: Um, it's for me. It's it, it always came about in encounters. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Encounters. So for the encounter, it's one of the questions as well as encounter. The recent encounter. Um, reason, it's the best one yet for me.
1: So there was a the conference for the men
0: that's on right. the weekend? So that's the best encounter for me yet because mm. I I think also because I prepared for it. So I was fasting and I was praying leading up to the encounter, preparing so pre pre preparation for that encounter. As opposed to the encounters before that, I didn't fast.
2: Oh. I didn't
0: prepare myself prayer prayerfully, you know, praying. Um, as this time, and the results, the outcome, were definitely greater this time around. There's just such a hunger now for God. It's, I have this hunger for the Lord now. I have, um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but it just, you know, you just have this real love and desire. You just, You just want to do more for Him. And mm-hmm. I'm more open now. It's like, like um, when we had the encounter, it was like God had just opened my eyes. He had opened my heart. He had opened my eyes. It's like when you're diving again. You're diving, and uh, sometimes when you when you want to go down, you can't because your ears are blocked. Mm. it. Yeah. And so, but you keep going. You know, you keep going down. And it's blocked, and it gets sore because it's blocked. It's sore. It won't open up. So you got to come up to the surface and wait you know, you wait, you wait. As you wait, you know, your ears will just pop, open, mm. you know? So waiting upon the Lord, you just wait, and then your ears will just open, both and then you can drive, and then you dive, and then you can enjoy your dive, and then you can go down and enjoy that dive. As opposed, uh, uh, unlike if I had a sore ear, mm. I went down for a dive, um, and I pushed, and I, dam- I will damage my eardrums. Right. Yeah. I would, yeah. So, and yeah, it's you know it comes back to doing your own thing, you know, mm. without God, mm. doing my own thing. So I was doing my own things before that. It's, it's it, That's how I felt. I felt like before the encounter or other encounters, especially especially this one, I felt like I was doing everything in my own way, my own accord, and now it's different. You know, I I wait upon the Lord. I wait for Him to, yeah. You know, I wait for, yeah, I wait for the Lord, Amen. And it's just there, like I said. It's just a real great hunger and a desire for the Lord. I read my Bible, and you know, I don't just read. I'm just so, um, so like open to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you know. Before I read it, it just made no sense. You know, I, just, I had no understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Now there's so much sense. Now there's just. And it's just a beginning It's like it's, it's like being uh, a new creation in five days for me. That's how I feel. Wow. But I just have that hunger. I've never had that before though. You know, I've never had that desire and hunger for for the Bible. Now I I'm at home. I don't want to sit down in front of the TV. I don't want to sit down on the couch, and I just want to go out and I want to be praying. I want to be praying. I want to pray. Wow! I want to go out, I want to listen, I want to read the word, I want to hear scriptures, I want to hear, yeah. yes.
1: Fantastic. And so what do you see, uh, I suppose you've, you've alluded to it, but what do you see that God wants you to be doing in this season? I mean, you said he called you back, eh? Yeah.
0: yeah. Obviously, um, in my pop I think, in my... In my work environment, or I like to, yeah, in my harvest field, my yes. work environment, I think it's just to um, to witness, to pray for people to in my work areas, and um, it's to yeah, to you know it's it's to reach out, mm. reach out for souls mm. in my work area. Reach out for souls and most importantly, of course, it's my own family, our children um, to pray for them, to pray for them, to call them back in. It's great and really, really um, praise the Lord for Bernard, for Paul. They're really These are your sons who the, we've
1: yes, interviewed um, for the show. It's been wonderful. They're your sons. They've yes, got yes. a great faith in the Lord. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're planted in the house of the Lord. And and I, I praise the Lord for that. I have other children that I need to pray in, continue to pray in. They're doing it too. They're praying for their, their siblings as well. Uh, the church is praying for them. I know because I've seen cards, you know, with... You know, like cousins and that, and they've written Nancy or you know, my daughter and that, and they Caleb as well. So, you know, it's it's just a collective of born again, um, brothers and sisters just praying for souls. and I'm glad that you know, I'm joining in with them too to pray them in. And I like it, I like at work as well. My where I work in my, my office, yeah, I, I pray for the people that I'm around, nice, working with. I pray for the commissioner, you know, yes, it's like, so important, like, oh, too. absolutely. Mm. The commissioner for the executives, and yeah, that's right.
1: And then on the other side, you've got the people that you work with, or you're prosecuting, or mm-hmm. or all that side of people that that end up coming to the police.
0: I do get opportunities to uh, to sit down uh, every now and then mm. for the ones that are going through the court system by way of being the person that's been charged. I do, every now and then, get an opportunity to just to, to sit down and encourage them. Um, encourage them to, you know, push, push into a new life, to start a new life, to change, you know, to make changes in their life. Especially some of the ones that are continuously coming through the court system, uh. you know, and that sort of thing. I have a heart for the young ones mm. as well, you know, because we have a children's court and that's today. We have a children's court, and I have a heart for the young ones. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: They're so, so important because God yeah. has a heart I mean, for everyone, children. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, um, it's I think it it, it, um, it helps. It helps being a father as well, having young children, and um, seeing other children come through system. Mm. A lot of the times, you know, the children is coming through the court system, it's because the, the home is popped dysfunctional and in the way, the parents mm. are, are drinking and that sort of way. And that's a common thing that you see with the children going through the court system. Mm. So, you know, there's a definite, I mean, you know, I, having that, that knowledge and that you, um, you, you know how to talk to them Mm. You, know, you don't want to just force yourself onto them you sit down here. Yeah.
1: man it really is uh I see it, a favored position that you your God's placed you in in your role because and prayer would be really important
0: definitely yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely you know prayer is, uh, it's uh, without prayer it's, you know it's barren you know mm. yeah I mean Need prayer. We all need prayer. Uh, we need to be part of that prayer like, you know, The church get support the prayer. The prayer, and you know, be be at prayer at church. And I was encouraged by what the messages like Jonathan was when we had the encounter about men stepping up. You know, the men stepping up. i was so encouraged about it. You know, we need to be. We need to be there at the prayer meetings as mothers, as fathers, mm. as husbands. We need to be at the prayer meetings and prayers. Yeah.
1: Well, there's such a mental and responsibility and anointing on the on men that God has placed being the first created, mm. and so it's so vital to you know lift up our men and encourage, say so that they are role modeling, isn't it, yeah. and leading their homes. Yeah. That would be part of the key to help and even remove falling into crime.
2: Yep,
1: that's right. What's your visions or your hopes for the Cook Islands?
0: My vision for the Cook Islands is to see men and women surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus. That's that's, That's the vision I have, is to see more souls is to see men and women surrender their lives completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, you know, that's the bigger vision that I have for the book of Islands. It's not about me, it's about the Lord Jesus. It's not about my title, it's about the Lord Jesus. It's about the Lord Jesus and the Lord Jesus and the hearts of men and women, being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ and readying, readying this out, being prepared and ready for the Lord's coming. Amen
1: What's your message to our uh, listeners And especially to those that don't have a real intimacy Or know who Jesus is
0: For those that don't know Lord Jesus From where I am with the Lord Jesus He's love, Jesus is love God loves us God God loves us And I, I just keep saying that God loves us He absolutely loves us and he loves us because he doesn't want to see us perish. He doesn't want to see and see us go to help. I mean, that's you know, that's the love of God that that gets planted and placed and put in my heart, put in my heart I should say, directly, you know. And Jesus, the Bible is so it's so um, so clear that Jesus is the only way to the Father. And the Father's throne is in heaven. So he, Jesus, is the only way. There's no other way. There is no other way. So we need the Lord Jesus. We need Him now. Let's exalt the Lord Jesus. Let's exalt Him. Let's give Him the glory. Don't exalt your children. Don't exalt mum and dad. Don't exalt your business. Don't exalt it. Um, don't exalt celebrities, sports stars, and things like. Exalt the Lord Jesus. Put Him first in our life. Put Him first in your life. And he will take you places. He will send you places. And he puts the words in our mouth to speak. When we don't think or we don't know how what to say. He will put us in situations. He will take us out of situations where we don't we know or we believe that we we don't we don't know how to. And God has just been amazing in my life and I am a living testimony of it. And I don't have the like the you know, the, the wow uh, testimonies, like, you know, some guys, and you know, some people where, you know, they've just, you know, uh, you know, they've been in drugs or alcohol and that, you know, and man, their testimonies are awesome when you hear it, and it really attracts. For me, it's, it's, it's more of, um, it's more the, yeah, more I think it's more of living the complacent life and just doing my own thing and not listening to God and not you know, not relying, not believing that God can do it for me. So for me, it's all, it was always about complacency, and then you've got the apathy, the lethargy, lethargy, mm-hmm. and you know, all these attacks in my life. Uh, I think for me, the, the biggest attacks for me was just complacency, being complacent with God, being, um, you know, not speaking out when I should, passivity, all those things. And it's, and I believe I'm out. Definitely believe I'm, I'm out of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great hunger for the Lord in my life right now. And I'm ready to go out and tell people about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Even in my position in the place, I'll do it, you know.
1: Watch out, Cook Islands. Amen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. If you would like to discuss this testimony more, contact celebrationrarotonga.com website. Or Celebration Church Rarotonga Facebook page. And to hear other life changing testimonies, subscribe to the Evangelia Show podcast and on Spotify. Kia to ora e kia manuia. Ie, koko.